I'm Lonnie Edwards, the founder of The Dog Agency and Pet Insider, and you're listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. This is a show about the latest and greatest across the pet world. Whether you're a pet parent or just a little pet crazy, Pet Insider has you covered. We get it. We're obsessed too. I just bought a costume off Etsy. Some lady sewed it. It was adorable. I don't know. As soon as I put it on him, I was like, people are going to like this because he did just... You know, I watched the Paddington movies, and they're great. And I read those books as a kid, and Bert looked just like the movie version. That was Kathy Grayson, human to the dog agency client, Bertie Bert the Palm. Kathy will discuss what Bert's life is like working at an art gallery, what it was like when a photo of Bert dressed as Paddington Bear went internationally viral, and how his life has changed since he was adopted off Petfinder. Now let's get back to Kathy. So Kathy and Bert, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So how long ago did you get Bert? Uh, got Bert when he was a little puppy. Saw him on Pet Finder. He was like on page eight of the search results. A little puffy puppy that was named Jasper. And there was something about Jasper's little face. <laughs> so that was like summer 2000, maybe September 2013. So five years ago. Were you looking for a Pomeranian at the time? Not specifically. I'm not sure what it was. There was a lady who brought her palm to openings at the gallery, and I remember years before being like, wow, that is a special dog. And then my accountant at the time had got a little brown poodley mix named Lily, who was really cute. So then maybe Lily was around the gallery for like a year, and I was like, maybe I do need a little best buddy. Um, I'd broken up with some guy, like a baby guy, and I was like, why do I take care of these baby men? Maybe I will take care of a dog and then have healthy relationship with people. So that probably was a factor. Pomeranian? I'm not sure. My aunt growing up when I was a kid had Pomeranians. They used to bite me. They were evil dogs. (laughs) So I guess I was just looking and Bert didn't look like a Pomeranian. He just looked like a weird gray, funny thing. I don't even know if technically he was like cute. He was weird looking and he had just like a look on his face that looked like he was really like in there, like a sentient guy. So that's what drew me to him. And how long did it take from you spotting him on Petfinder to getting him? What was that process? Oh, you know, like with other stuff in my life, I found that just sort of jumping in works out. So when I saw him, I emailed the shelter in Oklahoma and they said, oh, come get him. And so I booked a flight to Tulsa and drove to Salisaw, picked him up. They gave me like a little Ziploc bag of food. I don't know. It was obvious that the lady there at the shelter had taken a special interest in Bert, Jasper. She had probably like taken him home at night. He was definitely really loved. He wasn't traumatized. Everybody there at the shelter loved him. They all knew about me coming to get him. So they were all like, oh, going to the big city for the art gallery lady. And they were all (laughs) sad to see him go. How old was he when you adopted him? He was five months old. Just one handful. Do you know his story, how he ended up in the shelter? They said that there's a breeder of like rare palms and all the big puppies end up at that shelter. The ones that are too big for like breed standard. You know, out of what, 10 puppies, maybe one is a jumbo. That's Bert. He's double, double the Pomeranian. He's two times as heavy as breed standard. So still very small though. How much does he weigh? He's a 14 pounder. He's 14 pounds? Yes. He looks so much smaller. He's very strong. According to the vet, he's a muscle man underneath (laughs) all of his fluff. 
Because I was, people, you know, depending on Bert's haircut, lots of people on his Instagram are like, Bert's so thick, or like, Bert's chubby boy. And I'm just, so at the vet, I'm always like, is Bert overweight? <laughs> and the vet is like, he's actually like a super muscle man. He gets a ton of exercise, and I pump him full of protein bits. So <laughs> he's on a strict muscle building regiment. What does he do for exercise? Oh, we just walk all over the place. Play cheese ball. Oh, he looked at me when I said cheese ball. Oh, he looked at me. <laughs> C-H-E-E-S-E ball. The gallery is really huge, so if we play fetch, he's running like 20 foot and back sprints all over the place. So playing ball in the gallery. Oh, he likes the word ball also, so he opened his eyes when I said B-A-L-L. We go to the dog park every day in Tompkins Square Park. He loves the word dog park also. (laughs) He's learned a lot of English words. He has like a pretty big vocabulary. Very smart. I think he is. He definitely is just aware, super alert. I don't know what he does with the information he collects, but he's very alert and takes it all in. How soon after getting him did you start the Instagram account? I don't know. I haven't looked recently. I think it probably a year or so. I have a lot of followers for the gallery account, for my personal account, and then at some point, just the the response from the audience was they wanted more Bert. So I need to sell art from the gallery account and then like have a personal life from my personal account. So Bert had to have his own. I missed out on a lot of the puppy months. I guess I was just so in awe of him and enjoying it so much, I really didn't take a lot of photos. There's probably like three puppy videos I shot. It was not a well-documented period because I was enjoying him too much in real life. (laughs) Now that he's older, I have sort of gotten into a groove of being able to photograph him and have it not disrupt my life or disrupt his life. So now it's more chill. I probably take like 100 photos of him per day, which is insane. It's, it's hard to get like the perfect shot. The, the photo is all about like his face. And so, you know, I can't just like plop him in front of something and be like photo. He has to like make a compelling face. And so <laughs> if I take 10 photos, one of them, he's giving me like a look. Those are the ones that I post. How quickly did he develop a following after you started the account? I guess early on, I shot a video of him sleeping in a shopping cart in the chicken section at the supermarket. I love that video. (laughs) And I didn't even think it was good. I almost didn't post it. Also because the people that run the supermarket are my friends and they're nice to let him in. And so I didn't want to get them in trouble. I think they like the photos where he looks like a bear. I think that's the angle. So like for some pets, it's like, oh, look at the cat. It's so fat. And then all the photos where the cat looks fat is the funny stuff. For Bert, I think it's anytime he looks like a bear is like the hook, which is why I think all the people for years were telling me, oh, he's Paddington Bear. And then at some point I was like, all right, I'll give the people what they want. I'll get him a Paddington Bear outfit. And then when I put him on him, I was also like, whoa, I can see what they were saying all those years. Can you talk about that a little bit more? That went crazy viral. You're following more than doubled. Yeah, more, like quadrupled. I remember I hadn't seen the post yet and I went to your page and I'm like wait they have that many followers I didn't realize that and then I was like refreshing like the next day and it just kept going up and up and up and up and well like the week before I posted a photo of him in a little blue polo shirt and people turned it into a meme about Best Buy like that on Twitter went super viral like hundreds of thousands of shares of like him being a Best Buy (laughs) employee 
But then some Best Buy employees were offended and it became like a workers' rights retail discussion. And so, you know, Twitter likes to politicize. So they were like, it became like a, a whole thing about workers' rights and the service industry, which Bert supports. But he was a little bit making fun of Best Buy employees in the meme. So thankfully that sort of fizzled out. Then there were some articles that came out about him because of that. And then maybe the next week I posted his little Paddington costume. I just bought a costume off Etsy. Some lady sewed it. It was adorable. She's now sold out of that costume, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome for her. But I don't know. As soon as I put it on him, I was like, people are going to like this. Because oh, he did just... You know, I watched the Paddington movies, and they're great. And I read those books as a kid. And Bert looked just like the the movie version. I don't know about the illustrated version a little bit, but he looks just like the movie Bear. So that clicked. And he was in all these newspapers in London, which was cool. British people love Paddington. He's like their character. So any British thing was excited to see a live Paddington <laughs> I guess at some point we're going to go to London and do a bunch of stuff there. With the costume. Yeah, he keeps getting offers to get flown there to do stuff with newspapers or television or like morning shows, want him to appear. It's funny because I just did yesterday the first TV appearance with Bert in a Paddington costume and it was super weird. I don't know, he's just like a natural. He, I don't know, we're just like in this green room with all this cheese and then all of a sudden they like rush us out onto the stage and there's like a giant studio audience that's cheering and ooing and awing and Bert is just like sitting there in his costume which he you know, he tolerates costume but he had little yellow galoshes on <laughs> which he hates. So he just sat there not squirming looking right at the camera. Just being cute. Natural. No problem. <laughs> so I guess that was a test to see whether this nonsense is manageable. And for Bird, he was fine. He had so much cheese. Is that still going to be his costume for Halloween? Well, the, I think they canceled the Tompkins Square Park Halloween parade, yeah. which would have been his debut. So I don't know. So you think you'll stick with that costume or are you going to pick a new one now that everyone's seen it? Uh, I think that Bert has more to give. That was the first photo I took of him. So I didn't even put the costume on him until just now when he had to go on TV with it. And then I guess on Sunday night, he's going to be on an Australian morning show. So I have to put it on him again. <laughs> he doesn't know yet. Talking about the art gallery a bit more and his life in the city as a city dog, what is that like? Does he come to work with you every day? Can people come and meet him at the gallery? Yeah, I was late showing up here today because like four different people stopped him and wanted to take a photo with him. And so the gallery is getting overrun with dog enthusiasts, uh, which is also fine. Part of the mission of the gallery is to broaden the audience of art, like make contemporary art exciting for everybody. So it fits with the mission of the gallery. If we get, you know, a thousand dog people in there being like, what is this painting? Maybe they'll have a compelling interaction with it. Who knows? They come for Bert. Maybe they stay for the art. Uh, I live above the gallery, so just always there. Everybody in the neighborhood knows him. Maybe like 10 people a day come by to see him. I try to make sure everybody has like a nice experience and gets to take a photo and like give him some chicken. <laughs> At some point, there's going to have to be like a cap on it before the gallery becomes the dog gallery, which is not 
on the table as an option. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think your artistic background helped with creating his brand and creating the content for it? I've been in the art world for whatever, 15 years. So this dates me. I had a MySpace blog that was hugely popular. That was photos of like behind the scenes in the art world. And then when MySpace ended, I turned it into a regular blog that was called Art From Behind. And it was also just like what you don't see in the flashy art world, like behind the scenes. And so I've been taking photos and selecting them and captioning them for 15 years. And it's really a no-brainer to take cute photos of Bert and then to have him say something cute. But, you know, there's nothing super artistic about the photos when you have a little charismatic cutie pie. There's not too much artistry that you need. Like I said, it's more about, like, Bert makes a weird face and I happen to capture it. So (laughs) it's not an outlet for my creative impulses. It's just trying to facilitate what Bert is in real life into, you know, online. What is his day-to-day like? Bert? Let's see, we woke up this morning and played cheese ball. Don't look at me, Bert. <laughs> um, what is cheese ball? Cheese ball is I throw the ball and when he brings it back, he gets cheese. <laughs> He's really good at it. We went downstairs. I took him for a walk around the block. We stopped into his favorite dog store. He keeps looking at me when I say dog. We had a bunch of stuff to do at the gallery, so he just sleeps on my desk or runs around. Then we played cheese ball again in the gallery because he was all amped up. Then we did more work, and he slept more. Then we came here. <laughs> what kind of cheese does he eat? Uh, he likes every cheese. He goes through phases. So He went through a very memorable creamy Havarti phase. <laughs> he totally is down for gross American cheese, which isn't even cheese. But I think he likes sharp cheddar the best. He doesn't really like Swiss. He's never had blue cheese. He likes brie, camembert, creamy style. He likes goat cheese. He likes Munster. What about Parmesan? I feel like Parmesan's very popular with dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the just structure, transfer, shape doesn't work for him. He needs something that can be rolled into a tiny ball or like licked. Parmesan, I can't figure out how to deliver the treat. Try it, report back. (laughs) He had Asiago last night, which is close. I shredded some Asiago and gave him Asiago topped chicken. So talk to us about Bert's cool pool. Bert is a swimming enthusiast. It's been said that he is part seal. He looks like a seal when he takes a bath. But uh, yeah, he's hot all the time, poor guy. So anytime from like April to September, he needs to swim. I don't know why it took me a few years to buy a kiddie pool for him. I used to just take him to Tompkins Square Park where they have a little dog pool, fill it up, and he'd swim. And then at some point I bought one for the gallery and it became a thing. And then it got stolen and all the people on Instagram sent pools to the gallery. So like a crap load of pools showed up in the next couple days. And then he donated them to a dog rescue in Brooklyn so that they could have nice summer pools for their doggies and we kept his favorite one so I don't know what it is with him he's swum in like oceans rivers swimming pools lakes like I went kayaking in Puget Sound in Seattle and he'd like jump off the kayak swim around the kayak and then I'd put him back in the boat he is just not afraid of water he has a little life vest for when it's like a unsecure water situation he's not afraid of it he loves it he likes to swim He's been swimming since he was a puppy. He's just a little water boy. 
Talk to us about the Bert in a shirt. Bert in a shirt? Well, it rhymes. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I've just, at different times, like late night, bought dog shirts off Amazon and then put them on him. He just looks so cute in a polo shirt. It smushes his fluff in a way that his head becomes just a ball of fluff in a compelling sort of shape. And he's a little mister, so, you know, a little collared shirt suits him. He tolerates it. Bert is a very patient guy. He can tolerate glasses and boots, and he's just, he's just nice. He has to wear bow ties at the gallery a lot. Like, whenever I have to dress up for an opening, he also has to dress up. So, like, <laughs> tonight we have an opening at the gallery. I'm going to have to put on a dress and heels. He's going to have to put on his new bow tie that has watermelons on it. That's not his personality type. He's not, like, a fancy guy. He is, like, a dirty, dirty puddle, city, gross guy. But, like I said, he tolerates it because he's very polite and nice guy. <laughs> Where did his nickname come from? Bobo? That's just kind of, like, a silly-sounding name for when he's acting silly which he does he has a look on his face of like mischief and sort of like just being like wacky and he does kind of like silly stuff which is where this idea of boboness comes from what are his other nicknames well his name is bertram he's named after a pg woodhouse character so birdie or bert both are derivatives of that call him Stinkmaster bert because he's in charge of all stinky stuff. I call him Burt Machine because there's something like automated about his cuteness, like relentless automation of cuteness. And you guys just got back from a big international trip. Can you tell us about that? Uh, Every summer we go on best friends vacation. So last year we went to Alaska. I always choose cold places because Burt has no interest in going to like Greece and being like 90 degrees on a beach. Burt wants to go somewhere cold in the middle of the summer. Last year we went to a wilderness lodge uh, in like a island peninsula in Alaska and we caught salmon and ate it for dinner and we went hiking and we went glacier kayaking, all that stuff. And he loved it and he became like a wild animal. And we saw moose, I don't know, it was awesome. And so this year I was in Copenhagen with Bert for work and I looked into places like from Copenhagen where could you go that would be like the coldest wilderness. And we found like an Arctic lodge at the top of Finland above the Arctic Circle. So we went there. We went hiking in national parks. We caught some perch in Lake Inari and ate it over a campfire. Bert chewed a raw reindeer bone and became a maniac. That was his so gross he was just a a wild beast he stopped listening to me he just was like i'm staying in the wilderness you can go (laughs) back and run stupid art gallery i will stay here and eat reindeers then we went to helsinki the capital in the south of finland for a few days and we stumbled into their annual puppy parade like i bumped into a guy on the street with a cute puppy and he was like oh are you going to the puppy parade and i was like what i don't know like 300 dogs in this park and bert had the best time but then he humped this dog that he liked and i posted a photo of it and the owner got really offended and so i had to take all the photos down but they were hilarious is he sleeping right now sleeping on the table between the microphones <laughs> he likes to be up on a cold surface so like 
He sleeps in the windowsill of my apartment because it's like a big stone windowsill. He just wants to be up, whatever the highest surface in the room is that is cold. He doesn't like bed. He doesn't like carpet. He doesn't like fuzzy. He doesn't like cozy. He doesn't want to snuggle. He likes a nice cold surface. How has your life changed since getting him? Oh, I mean, lots of ways. He's kind of like a serotonin drip. Like, it's impossible to be bummed. Bert is excited every single day. He's excited to go to the exact same streets, the exact same dog store, the exact same coffee shop. You know, he he loved traveling, but he really loved coming home. He wants to do the same thing every day. He loves it. He's always happy. It's just hard to be bummed with Bert around. He's kind of a handful sometimes. Um but it's worth it. I have to take care of him and it kind of takes a chunk out of my life, but it's very rewarding. You know, they say like one of the great things about being a human is owning a dog. It broadens your human experience, which is true. And what is the Instagram community you've built? What is that like for you? I'm not sure. Some people you sort of have a real interaction with and then some people you don't. So There have been some people who have sent Bert handmade things in the mail or sent me beautiful, thoughtful things in the mail, which is crazy. There are people that I've developed just like an online messaging friendship with or people who share really challenging life things that they're going through that Bert helps them with. It's very real, but it's also virtual. So it's kind of strange to hear that somebody's kid is in the hospital and they really only smile through their treatments when they look at Bert photos and like literally that's something people have written me what do you do with that information like it's real it's happening somewhere I don't know where I just feel like I have a obligation to share Bert's happiness so the broader it is spread the more people who are like oh that gave me a smile today it is meaningful even if it feels so abstract the in-person things are kind of funny so like when i was in la last month we had a meet and greet at the nomad hotel we were staying at a nice lady made these homemade cookies and printed her favorite bert photos on them and the cookies tasted amazing so and then somebody brought their chocolate palm who promptly like tried to bite Bert. And then, I don't know, all these other palms showed up and all these different people, like different kinds of people. Some of them maybe start crying. <laughs> like, it's cool to see the diverse people who not only love Bert, but wanted to come meet him and how happy they were. They were really excited. <laughs> and it was nice. We did that in Helsinki too. And this lady brought me these beautiful drawings her boyfriend had made. This guy brought all of his kids. Just all these people in Helsinki showed up at our hotel to pet Bert. It was awesome. Overall positive and rewarding though, right? Sure. I mean, I was late because people kept stopping me, but that's (laughs) fine. You guys didn't mind. It just makes me sad because I've been having to turn down stuff to do because I don't have time. So He got an offer to go to Copenhagen and get paid a ton of money to be in this ad on Tuesday. And I'm flying to Istanbul Monday night to do an art fair. And I called the vet to see if I could get the paperwork done so that my friend could take him to this Danish thing, which is awesome, which is a friend of mine and a ton of money. And it just didn't work out. The USDA didn't have an appointment to stamp the thing or whatever. I guess that stuff is starting to stress me out. But... Bert doesn't mind you know it's not 
negatively affecting him. I guess if there's ever a time when Bert is scared or unhappy from all the petting, or if Bert's in an event where he's too hot and uncomfortable, then I would care. If I'm uncomfortable, it's fine. But, you know, if Bert is ever, like, bummed out, we would stop doing it. So far, he's a happy guy. Do you know any tricks? Oh, Bert's so good at tricks. When he was a puppy, I would get chicken tenders from 7-Eleven and would sit on the stoop and do tricks. So I bought a dog book and taught him all the tricks that he could do. Half of the book was like how to get a beer out of the fridge. And like Bert (laughs) is way too small to do like a five-part trick like that. He can't reach the fridge. He can't hold a beer in his mouth. Like it was clearly a book not suited for small dogs. So I taught him all the small dog tricks. But when he was two, he heard a disc in his back, and it's just always a little sensitive. So anything that involved him dancing on his hind legs, I've stopped doing with him because he's got a sensitive back. My favorite trick is just that he gives kisses. So, like, if I say kiss, he'll lick whatever is closest, (laughs) like whatever person he can reach. And it's pretty cute. Should do a kissing booth at PatCon. Oh, he would do that. I feel like that would make people very happy. (laughs) Oh my god, Bert. You want to lick a bunch of strangers? <laughs> he does. He's gross. Done. <laughs> How is traveling with him? Oh my god, so easy. Like, honestly, it feels like I won the lottery or something. Like, Bert is like a dream come true. He does nothing bad, only good. So, like, from the first time I flew home from Tulsa with him, he just slept in his bag, woke up when we landed. When we flew to Denmark just now, the plane was really empty, so they let him sit on the seat next to me and then brought him a cheese plate. And like, he's just a dream come true. He doesn't bark, he doesn't whine, he doesn't fret. He just sleeps. I mean, our flight home from Helsinki was nine hours. He just chilled. Who does that? Not me. <laughs> yeah, I was fidgeting and whining. <laughs> does he go on most of your trips with you? Any trip I can. So that was his first trip to Europe. The paperwork was manageable. Turkey, I couldn't bring him because they have different vaccination requirements. He has a three-year rabies. He can't get an added one-year rabies now, so that's off. He went to Mexico City. He just had to take a deworm pill. No worms for him in Mexico City. <laughs> he loved Mexico City. We've been to Canada. Canada's easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... I think he just slipped right into Canada. <laughs> now that I think about it. Alaska was a long flight. He just chilled. We go to LA a lot. Miami. He loves Miami. Because we go in December, so it's not that hot. He can swim in the ocean. He loves the beach and, like, sand. Is his face down on the table? Yeah, he's just sleeping. (laughs) Sleeping's so funny. Honestly, for all the people who think he's cute and that's what makes him special, it's really his personality that makes him special. He is so sweet and nice and patient. That's, like, his real gift or whatever. He has a compelling little face, but mostly it's just that he's a really good boy in my opinion. (laughs) Did you always groom him that way to look like a bear? He looked pretty funny from age one to two. He was like all silky and weird looking. I got him haircuts because he was so hot. And, you know, I don't know, some people say it's bad or it's good. I thought he'd be cooler if I cut all of this hair off him. And it seemed like he was. And then uh, I just kept giving him short haircuts for the summer. People don't know what he is a lot because of the haircut they're like what is that i'm like this is a dog have you seen a dog before it's a dog but there looks like a bear <laughs> but yeah people are baffled a lot of people think he's a cat and then i'm really? walking a cat down the street 
little kids are like, kitty. And the parents <laughs> have to be like, no, honey, that's a doggy. Oh, he heard the word doggy. Kathy and Birdie Bart, thank you so much for coming in. So fun. So nice to pet Bert. Thanks for having <laughs> us. I, I like getting to talk about Bert. He's a joy. Describing how much I love him makes me happy. That was Kathy Grayson, human to the dog agency client, Birdie Bert the Palm. To keep up with Bert, follow Birdie Bert the Palm on Instagram. Want even more access to everything pet? Get your ticket to PetCon. PetCon will take place November 17th and 18th at the Javits Center in New York City. PetCon is two days of meet and greets with your favorite Instagram pets, fun activations, insightful panels, a highly curated selection of awesome and innovative products for your shopping pleasure, and of course, lots of adorable, adoptable pets. Tickets are going fast. Make sure to get yours today at PetCon.co. That's P-E-T-C-O-N dot C-O. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please leave us an awesome review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you have any pet-related topics you want us to cover, email us at podcast at petinsider.com. To listen to past episodes, visit petinsider.com slash podcast. I'm Lonnie Edwards, and thank you for listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. Talk soon!